Hello, hello. This is Kathy Colas Audiobooks, and today we have episode 11 of The Alpha by E.J. Findorf. The team is dealing with the repercussions of the explosion at Eddie's house. One of the basketball boys has startling information. Wayne makes sure Maggie won't say anything about what she found in the attic. Here we go. The police blocked off the press at the intersections, but there were sure to be random drones above. The streetlights burned bright. Fellows Curb was lousy with squad cars, ambulances, police SUVs, and a fire truck. Helicopter lights could be seen from the ambulance's rear bumper, where Angel had received medical attention. Besides the loss of hearing, her forehead took a severe scrape from the coffee table. The tactical team member with the battering ram had left in the coroner's vehicle as the only casualty. Eddie Fellows was about to become the most wanted man in America, if not the most infamous. The team spoke to Angel at a high volume. We have every available searching for Fellows, Ramsey said. He handed Angel her cell. I saw this on the desk at headquarters. Figured you'd want it. Stewart also projected his voice. The drives are probably destroyed. We might get lucky if there wasn't a complete meltdown. I'm betting he has external storage or probably has a cloud site. You don't risk everything like that. Those servers were probably wiped anyway as soon as he escaped the other address. Angel checked for messages, then put the cell in her back pocket. Stuart frowned, speaking slowly. What can I do now? I can hear, guys. Angel pressed at her bandage. Stuart, why don't you see if you can join CSU in collecting his servers? We need to know right away if anything is salvageable. You can check up on the one we found at the other address, too. Stuart saluted with two fingers and headed for the house, which still appeared to be structurally sound. Kyle sat next to Angel, causing the ambulance to dip slightly. So our best evidence is useless. We'll be lucky if they can isolate anything that might lead us to Courtney Black. Before we didn't have a damn thing, Ramsey said. Now the case is blown wide open. Angel stood on wobbly legs but indicated not to help. At the very least, Bellow's picture will be plastered all over. He can't show his face. Little comfort for Courtney, Kyle said. I made the best call under the circumstances, Angel barked. I'm not second-guessing you. Sorry, I know what you're saying. Fellows will probably be calling me soon when he's settled. What now? Kyle asked. What do you think, Ramsey? Angel pivoted. We keep looking at that video. There's got to be something there. Kyle said, A team once found an abducted child from a single picture taken in the backseat of a car, identifying a blurry highway route sign specific to Kansas. We can track down the wallpaper, the bed, anything. If there's a detail in that video he posted. He dialed his cell phone and walked away from the group. Ramsey watched him leave while leaning in close to Angel. He smiled, shaking his head. Angel scolded him. I hope you're keeping your mouth shut. 
You and Stewie? My assessment? He's into you, but you're not into him. I can smell that stuff like a coyote smells a rabbit. He lifted his nose in the air and inhaled. You need help. Nah, in all seriousness, shouldn't shit where you eat. It's your mantra, Angel said flatly. I didn't like you at first, Angel. No shit, but you love me now. He smiled. You're solid, good agent, perfect amount of abrasive. Ramsey left it at that and chuckled while walking toward a SWAT member on the lawn. He stopped and turned. It's going to take days to sort through everything. I can assign a team to sift through the rubble. You're the real boss, Angel confirmed. He killed another one of ours. Angel glanced at the remaining SWAT team as they supported each other near their vehicle. Angel stepped toward them when she noticed one of the biker boys had broken from the rest of the group and waved her over. Giving condolences could wait. Angel made her way to the perimeter tape while searching for anyone else in earshot. I'm Angel. Remember? What's up? Angel swatted at a mosquito on her cheek. You got stitches? The boy gripped his handlebars, turning the wheel left and right. Just a scraped layer of skin. Sweet! He fixated on the bandage. Pretty rough in there. What's up? I might know something, but I didn't want to say it in front of the guys. Angel acted casual, patting dust off her shirt. You wouldn't be a snitch. You'd be helping us catch a very dangerous man. What's your name? I'm not supposed to give my name to anyone. The boy's long, dark hair fell into his eyes. Fair enough, but I'm FBI. So? So I already know everything about you. I'm not that stupid. The kid's head twitched, clearing his locks. A missing woman from the news? I think I saw her. Courtney Black? Where did you see her? His posture diminished, shrinking back on his bike. No one knows this, but Eddie, he pays me to play his video game. His serial killer game? That's real? He nodded. His eyes darted. He told me not to tell the other guys. He said he was developing the game and needed me to play it. So you'd go in his house and what, sit on his sofa with him? Yeah. Nothing gay. That's all we did. He paid me $100 to play the game for a few hours a couple of days a week. I mean, the game had bugs, and I'd find them. He'd be happy when I did. Angel bit her bottom lip. So one of these cartoon victims in his game? They look like Courtney? No, I mean, yeah. Damn. The FBI agent in the game looks like you. Really? Pretty much. He told me the player would be able to choose hair color and shit like that. I was on the sofa playing the game, right? I got to a part where he had an Easter egg. It was a doorbell. He told me these eggs would lead to real video. Did he say of what? Nah. He said the video would be added last. Just play like it's there. I picked a carton of almond milk, and the game froze. Eddie was in the bathroom, so he didn't see. What happened? 
out of nowhere, that chick Courtney came up on the screen in real life. She was on some video or some shit. Angel leaned in. What exactly did you see? The kid appeared scared. Nothing. Really. It was three seconds tops. It was weird. She was on a bed. Somewhere dark. What was she doing? Nothing. Laying there on the bed. She was chained at her ankle. And for only a few seconds? Yeah, man. My first thought was porn, but not the good kind. You've seen a lot of internet porn? Angel hiked her eyebrow. I've seen my share. The kid dared Angel to scold him. And it wasn't the good kind? Like the normal kind? The scary kind. I didn't want to see it. I freaked and turned off the TV. Said I had a kick. But you think it was Courtney Black? He shrugged. Not at first, but yeah. It looked like her when I saw her on the news. When I heard they was looking for Eddie, I didn't think I needed to say anything. And you didn't want to get into trouble. That too. You haven't found him yet, and you're here. I thought I should. You did right. I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to have a detective bring you home so we can both talk to you. Why? We can't question you without your parents' consent. We're pretty much going to talk about what Eddie might have told you in conversation. Angel whistled at Ramsey, motioning for him. The kid said, I guess it's okay. But he never talked to me, really. Just had me play the game. After Angel explained the kid's story to Ramsey, her cell rang. She wiggled her pinky in her ear before answering. Blondo. Guess you hit the mother load. She put the phone to her chest. It's him. Stay here with the kid. She walked away from Ramsey. No voice disguiser, Eddie? What's the point now? I'm safe and sound and editing footage. You're making Easter eggs of everything you filmed for each victim for your video game? Ah, <laughs> damn. You are good. Angel put her hand over her ear as the siren went by. How are you even going to sell this while you're on the run? There's a little thing called the dark web, and there's a little thing called cryptocurrency, and there's a little thing called offshore hosting. We'll take it down. <laughs> you don't talk to those guys in cybercrime, do you? Time for you to get schooled, Angel. Are you at your partner's house now? She waited through a pause. We got your computer from the Kenner address. We cloned the drive before we moved it, Angel lied. Have fun with that. Tell you what, the game is ready for beta. I'll shoot your pal Stewie a link to download it for free. Eddie hung up. Maggie gained consciousness with a migraine and the confusion as to why she had blacked out in the first place. Her journey to lucidity came with the realization that she couldn't move her limbs. Was she bound to a chair? Yes. Her senses awoke with the sight of a mason jar containing a pair of eyeballs floating in clear liquid on the kitchen island. She attempted to scream, but her tongue wouldn't work. 
Her lips failed to open. I thought I heard you rustling. The voice floated, waking another sense. The hazy scene of her husband crossing the floor came into focus. She watched in numb confusion while he poured two cups of coffee, placing them near the jar. Was Amy still here? Was she in her room? His fingers plucked at a sugar packet before tearing it open with a smile. She observed normal behavior from the center of the kitchen while tied to a dining room chair. He poured milk into the cup, using a spoon to swirl it around. Clink, clink, clink. You won't get roses or a video, but I'm sorry I punched you, and in the same spot as before. Wayne scooted a chair close and sat. He appraised her swollen cheek like a physician, without a hair out of place. Why on earth would I ever believe that you'd go in our attic, much less rifle through my things? He reached toward the island and rotated the jar at the lid, causing the two eyeballs to bump together. Maybe to get those old pictures of your first husband? He shook his head no. Maybe the pictures of Angel? His head nodded. Tears leaked from Maggie's eyes. Her gaze went to the clock above the sink. 3.35 a.m. Wayne's face morphed into exaggerated sympathy. His hand pressed to her jawline, but she wouldn't give him the satisfaction of looking away. He sipped at the coffee like a child, then brought his lips to her ear. His hot breath brushed against her skin, making her stomach pinch tight. Don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. And you're not going to scream when I remove the gag. As a matter of fact, you're not going to run or call the cops. You're not going to tell a soul. Tell me why you won't. Her body heaved, trying to breathe through a runny nose. He dabbed her face with a kitchen towel. She moaned two syllables. Amy? Right, because I have Amy. Maggie's wrists and ankles fought against the colorful silk ties she had bought over the years, wriggling and straining until she almost fell over. Wayne wagged his finger. Calm down now. Amy's safe and sound. I have nothing against your offspring. He took his time. If you ever want to see Amy again, you won't run to your precious angel. You won't say a word. Because if something happens to me, Amy will die of starvation, slowly, in a room, all alone. Nod if you understand. Maggie nodded once, or hoped she had. Wayne carefully pulled the gag from her mouth, causing her to gasp for air. The corners of her lips felt like they had split open. Amy, she said again. Safe, like I said. He picked up the other cup and directed it carefully toward her mouth. Get that away from me, her head reared back. You're a fucking monster. He gently placed the coffee back down on the island. I see it as living my best life. So. Eddie Fellows isn't the killer? No. 
How could you have killed all those women? I don't think you want that answer. Tears felt cold on her burning skin. The kitchen now looked foreign, a surreal place she had never seen before. Did she even live here? She flexed against the knotted ties. This isn't happening. It is happening, and you need to come to terms with your role in this. My role? To be a good wife. For a while, anyway. Be a good wife? It took a moment to grasp his suggestion. Am I supposed to ignore that I saw those eyeballs? Act like this never happened? Basically, yes. He intertwined his fingers, sitting forward with his elbows on his knees. You can't hold Amy hostage for the rest of her life. She's only five years old. You're right. At first I thought about killing you, just like the others, but not with your ex-lover sniffing around. Then I figured I could make it look like an accident or a disappearance. Why don't you, then? Your father once said that a rash act is the act of a fool. The man has so many life lessons. He's right. I would be the prime suspect, and I'm not so arrogant as to think I wouldn't make a mistake. Agitation crept into his voice. You kill and mutilate women. You need time to let that sink in. How can you be so blasé? She waited for an answer that never came. Whether he was a psychopath or a sociopath, she knew reasoning wouldn't work. She shouldn't antagonize him either. So, what now? Eddie and I need a few weeks, then we flee the country. We have friends in a foreign government that isn't always pro-America. Why not leave now? We have a project in the works. The less you know, the better. Obviously, our life together is over, but no one can know that. That's fucking crazy, Wayne. No. His hand slammed down on the arms of the chair. Haven't you noticed I am in control here? Maggie kept her eyes closed, waiting for another blow. He continued, Eddie and I have our fake identification. Once I'm safely gone, you'll be discovered with Amy at a private location, and you can tell Angel every detail until your heart's content. He sighed, glancing at the cup. I'm going to have to reheat your coffee. Our cute story doesn't have the same magic now, does it? Don't do this, please. He put his fingers under her chin to lift her head. Amy is safe as long as you play ball. Why are you obsessed with hazel eyes? I'm not, he shouted. His open palms almost grabbed her head. That's how much you don't understand me. Maggie flinched, but no strike came. I have hazel eyes. I look like that girl. Penny, you saw the pictures on my laptop. When she didn't answer, he spoke again. Doesn't matter. She fought against the restraints. Have you ever... Has Amy been safe with you? Have you... 
Her heart panicked at the unmentionable thought. His brow furrowed. I'm offended you think I'd molest a little girl. You know from the news that all my women are of legal age. So now you have morals? His expression flattened. I suppose I can't blame you for thinking that. Our family and friends are going to ask questions. Her weak body swayed. We tell everyone that Amy is off at Tickfoss summer camp. We can tell that white lie, can't we? He nodded in answer to his own question. I called Eddie. He's setting up video proof that she's fine to relieve your anxiety. You can't leave her alone for days at a time. Amy is in a very secure place with a responsible adult. Eddie Fellows? Is that why the police can't find him? I said a responsible adult. Eddie's smart, but he would stick his hand in a gator's mouth just to count the teeth. No, she's with Courtney Black. You remember the missing girl from the news? Maggie blinked several times in place of a proper response. The headache kept her thoughts from forming correctly. That's crazy. You keep saying crazy, but it's quite innovative, actually. He got up and put her coffee in the microwave. The machine came to life with a low hum. Forget the damn coffee. Where's Amy? Let me hear you say it. Can I count on you? I don't have a choice. I think you need more convincing. If you think you can go to the police and have me followed, try it. It might be a day. It might be a week before I go back to check on them. I get it. Do you? No other properties are in my name or Eddie's, for that matter. How long do you think the police will stay patient, waiting for me to make a move? How do you know they won't just arrest me, thinking they can beat a confession out of me? See what happens if that goes sideways. Do you know how painful dying of starvation is? I understand. She caught sight of the jar. Whose eyes are those? Did she really want to know? Wayne took a knife from a drawer. It wasn't to slice her throat, as she imagined. He cut her sore arms and legs free from the chair. Once mobile again, she continued to sit frozen with her eyes closed. The microwave door opened, and she heard the cup being placed on the island. These are Penny's eyes. Air escaped from her lips instead of words, as she had none. Slight pressure on her shoulder from her husband's touch almost made her scoot backward off the chair. Wayne whispered, Your laptop is in the bedroom, right? I'll go get the proof you need that Amy is fine, and you'll have time to process all this without me in the room. This is our first trust exercise. Remember, something happens to me, and Amy won't be found for a very long time. After he left the kitchen, Maggie threw the cup at the wall, splashing the coffee on the cabinets. She searched Amy's room while Wayne was in their bedroom. The rest of the house was empty. The front door beckoned her, but she couldn't force her legs in that direction. Amy. 
She dug her fingernails into her scalp and stumbled a few feet before falling into a heap. And there you have it. Don't forget to join me on Wednesday for episode 12 of The Alpha by E.J. Fendorf. To check out more of my work, go to my website at kathycolas.com. That's C-A-T-H-I-C-O-L-A-S.com. If you're an author looking to turn your book into an audiobook, email me at kathycolas at gmail.com. Let's talk. And if you like the podcast, please leave a review or share it on social media. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on Wednesday.